Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Well, good morning again. What's up? What's up? Yeah, so uh, we're starting a brand new series called Glow. And for those of you who've been here, you're like, this isn't brand new. This isn't brand new. Because I remember you, you've done this series before. And if you've been for, here for a while, we've done this series like for five or six years in a row. And we do this on purpose because in November, we talk about the idea of that we are the light of the world. That God's called us to be the light of the world. And in fact, we t- kind of connect the Christmas offering and the end of year giving towards that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to do this series. And, and uh, uh, let, let me just jump into uh, the scriptures really quick, okay? So this passage that we're talking about is Matthew 5. If you've got your Bibles, if not, no worries. We're going to put it on the screen for you. And this is the heartbeat of this series called Glow. Here's what it says. This is Jesus talking, and he says, actually, help me out. He says, you are the what? Light of the world. Oh, by the way, let's stop right here. Wasn't worship amazing? What? Come on. I know. I'm still there. I'm still, okay, sorry, sorry. Right, focus. I was told, focus. You don't have much time. Focus. Okay, all right. So I'm doing pretty well. Okay, so let's keep on going. It says, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No, uh, no, no one lights a, can- a lamp and then uh, puts it on a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to what? Everyone in the house in the same way, in the same way, let your good deeds shine, glow, out for all to see so everyone will praise your heavenly Father. See, Jesus connects this idea that we are supposed to be light to uh, this world and we're supposed to do it together. Uh, I, I recently, um, well, actually last Sunday, I did something that I'd never done before. Um, on Zoom, on Zoom, I did a chapel uh, s- service, kind of a talk for an NFL team. They were playing, that's, uh, were, uh, sorry, it was last Saturday, they were, play, they were playing Sunday. And uh, it, was, it was the, let me see, it was the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, they were playing the Miami uh, Dolphins, right? Yeah, they were, they were, they were. It's so funny, though, because I got a text that said uh, from the buddy that uh, kind of set this up. He was like, hey, by the way, uh, on this talk, just don't bring up football. They're not doing it. They're not having a great year. Don't bring up football. <laughs> don't, just don't, just, just, just do your thing, man. And I was like, dude, I have, I know nothing about football. Okay, okay. First of all, I don't know. I don't know anything. So you're good. You picked the right guy to, you picked the right guy. So anyways, as I was speaking to them, and I, I, I had flashbacks of like uh, the, the, the chapel service I did um, 
uh, for another NFL team a couple of years ago. And then for some reason, I went into this back, back, back in the day, I did the, my first uh, chapel for a football team. It was a college football team. It was a Citadel in, in South Carolina. And I remember like being a young kid trying to inspire these uh, people. And I kind of did something that I think that right now it's trending right now. The idea of manifesting. Have you heard of that term, manifesting? If you haven't, it's on TikTok. It's this idea like, you know, uh, that you need to manifest certain things in your life. Uh, and people on TikTok or on social media, they make people who make fun of people who talk about manifesting. You know, like you got to manifest this in your life. You got to manifest this career. You're going to manifest this feeling in your life. And people make fun of it too. But the big idea on manifesting is this. Okay, it's the idea is that you need to like, you know, like you believe that you have something, you're doing something, you attain something, you have to manifest it. And when you, when you believe it or when you see it in your mind's eye, you can what? A- achieve it, achieve it. And I, I remember that was pretty much the talk that I gave my first NFL uh, like uh, team, not NFL team, my first uh, football team. And I, honestly, I was like, I don't know what that was. Like, I was, basically, I was like, hey, listen, if you just see yourself winning, you'll win. <laughs> Which is not true, right? It's not true. Like, I saw, I mean, I was like, they were like, I see myself winning. Like, you see yourself doing a lot of things, but don't happen. It don't happen. I, I drive by, I like cars, I drive by a really sweet car. I go, I see myself driving that. I don't know. I do. I just do. I really see myself driving that. I really don't see this person driving it. I really don't. Like, why? You, do you judge people who drive cars that you like? Do you do that? I do it all the time. Anyway, sorry. But, uh, and it's not true. It's not true. But I started thinking about this idea of, of manifesting. And the word actually means to demonstrate. It actually means to declare. It's a deeper word. Basically, if the, if the big idea is of manifesting is that you have, to, um, you have to see yourself doing it. When it comes to the scriptures, the word manifest also exists. That you and I are supposed to manifest the light and the glory of God. But it, it's a deeper meaning. It's not like you have to see yourself doing it. No, no, no. Other people have to see you doing it. You get it? So we manifest the glory and the light and the love and the grace of God. So it's not about us seeing ourselves doing it. No, the world has to see us doing it. And that's when you and I become the light of the world. And additionally, in this passage of Scripture, what's interesting is that what we find is, is that Jesus is talking not to you or me. He's talking to us. And there are certain passages of Scripture that, there are, uh, that once you take out of context and apply it to just you, to your life, it does not work. It works partially. But when he says, hey, I'm talking to you, he's talking to us. And when he, because he says, you are like a, what, a city on a hilltop. You are a collective. And so this whole series is to remind us that, in, that if you struggle with, which 70% of the work population struggles with satisfaction on their job, right? It's true. That's why you're looking around. You're like, is there anything better? The reason why people struggle with this idea of purpose in their life, because they know that they were made for something bigger. And so it's passages like this to remind us that we were, in fact, created for something bigger. Like this passage gives you and I a mission, and together we move in purpose. Because the truth is that no purpose is truly satisfying if that purpose is, is the end. No, your purpose and my purpose is, 
is, is a means to God's end. It's, it's part of something bigger. So if you and I find ourselves aligned in, find ourselves floating in the river of God's purpose, you'll find a very fulfilling life. And so here he challenges us and he reminds us, here's what I need you to do. You, I have given you light. I've given you light. But you need to glow for the world. And the way you do this, he connects it. He says, the way you do this is by your good deeds. It's by you doing good stuff. It's by your actions, not just believing, not just manifesting. If you truly want to manifest it, the people have to see you do it. You have to declare, demonstrate, dwell the, the, the grace of God, the good things of God. And so this reminds us that it doesn't matter sometimes, honestly, that our intentions are good. Our actions have to be good. They have to be good. And for the church to once again glow, we have to focus on doing good in our lives, doing good in the city, doing good in our families, doing good. And so often Christianity or even religion can be all about being good. Being good, staying good. No, no, we have to focus on doing, doing good. So in this series, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the three, four things that are going to allow us to step into that. Like four things that are going to cause us to, to actually be light. And so the title or the big idea today is, is that being a light today means you are here to help. You are here to help and uh, the reason why I, I, I love this series, because we're going to be spending uh, four weeks in this, because you'll see that the stories of Jesus are all about this. See, when Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, he says that because he goes, look at what I am doing. Look at what I am saying. Look at who I'm hanging out with. Look at who I'm accepting. Look at the grace I'm giving people. Look at my actions. This is the character of God. That's why we have stories and stories of of Jesus doing things, not just stories and stories of him having church services, nor do we have sermons and sermons and sermons and sermons. We have some really great sermons, but there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of stuff he, in fact, did. So what I want to do is I want to talk about this, this, uh, this idea of how do, we, how, how do we live our lives that we basically say, we're here to help. We're here to help. How do we, how do, we do that? So I was looking at, I was looking at the, some of the uh, stories of the, uh, in the, in the and the Gospels, and it's funny, it's so funny. I encountered a story which I have read before. I, I want to say I read before. I have read before, but I forgot. Have you ever done that? Have you ever read a part of the Bible, a part of the story, and you're like, that's in here? What? Okay, let me give you one. Let me give you one. Again, this is totally off topic. Totally off topic. It has nothing to do with the sermon, but th this is fun. Okay, so, okay, I'm focused, people. You guys focus. I'm focused. Live stream. Okay, this is in Mark chapter chapter 7, and this, this story, I was like, okay, okay, I've heard of Jesus healing all kinds of people, and you've heard this, like he heals all different kinds of people. This in particular is a really, really strange story. I kid you not, I'm not making this up, okay? Here's what it says, okay? Mark 7, says, uh, it says, verse 33, it says, after he took him aside, now this is a guy who is deaf, okay? And he can't speak, and so he, so he takes him aside from the crowd. Jesus puts his finger into the man's ears, okay? All right? Then, are you reading this? Are you reading this? Should I read it out loud? Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. That is not COVID appropriate, okay? That is by no means social distancing. No, 
We're not doing that. Could you imagine if the, the sign-up was like, Jesus will heal you, but he's going to do this. You're like, no. No. Those of you who don't want to take vaccination shots, you're like, no, no, no. I don't know where that finger's been. I don't know. No. It's going to turn me into all kinds of, no. No, 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 no. He does that. And then he does this. He, he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh. Imagine if you're that person. You're like, what is going on? No. No. And then he says, he says, if hath, which is interesting because this word is in Aramaic because Jesus spoke Aramaic usually, and I speak Arabic. And when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds so much like iftah. And iftah means be opened. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. It means to be opened. And at this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak plainly. Wow. Does this have anything to do with the sermon? No, it doesn't. It does not. It does not. But it's so fascinating that Jesus took so much attention, uh, and there was so much intentionality in his stories and what he did with people. Like, I'm sure people are like, what is going on here? I mean, I think constantly the disciples were like, we're clueless. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know why he does this. We don't know. They're, they're apologizing. I'm sure Peter's like, uh, not a Peter, maybe Thomas. He's like hand sanitizer. Everybody, everybody, let's sanitize this thing. Let's, let's figure this out. Like, w- w- what's going on? The reason why actually I made this point is because when I go to the next story, it is profound to me why it is the first miracle of Jesus. It baffles my mind because when you look at the Old Testament and New Testament, here's what you have to understand. The Old Testament is written in such a way that if you just read it in English, if you just kind of just read it as a story or just read it as historical document, it's not going to make any sense to you. And you're going to misinterpret it. You're not going to understand that, that when in the Old Testament when, when God says what it says, and God said da-da-da-da-da, and then it says, and then Jacob said da-da-da-da-da. You've read this before? Not the whole da-da-da part. You know what I'm talking about, right? Have you ever read that, those stories? There is weeks, if not months, between those things, those, those, that interaction. It's not the same conversation. God said, silence, 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 and then Jacob said. See, that's a writing technique for the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, when they were writing these stories down, there's so much background going on, there's so much historical depth to this, that sometimes we, we lose the meaning of these stories when we just go, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. Oh, this is it. No, you have to find out, okay, why? Why does this story exist? Why are these particular characters in the story? So let's jump in, because our big idea is, okay, it does being a light does being a, a city on a hilltop for Mosaic look like, number one, are we supposed to live our lives that basically say, we're here to help? We are here to help. And I love the fact that we have been that church, that we won't always, in all the issues, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And so that's what we want to drive every, everything towards. And so we are here to help. But how does the scriptures back that up? So let's jump in. This is pretty relevant to this message, by the way. Okay, so this is John chapter 2. Can you say John chapter 2? All right. All right, so we jump in. This is the first miracle. This is when Jesus and his uh, cousins and uh, family members, and particularly his mom, shows up, and they attend a, for extra credit, a what? 
A wedding, a wedding. Okay, so it starts off, they show up, and here's the story. Story is they're all having fun, and then something runs out. Anybody know? Wine. See, see, you guys know that. Mosaic, wine, wine. Wine's out, wine's out. I know that miracle, okay? It's wine, okay? It's wine. All right, we know that story. All right, all right. So the wine runs out, and something particularly strange happens. Again, when you read the scriptures, you have to go, why? Why? Why is this happening? Why is this story written here? What is the character of God that Jesus is trying to reveal by his actions in this story? That's the big question. Because he says what? If you've seen, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You want to know who I am? Look at me. You want to know who God is? Look at me. You want to come to God? I'll tell you, no one will truly understand who the Father is except through me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, look at what I'm doing here. So look at my stories, look at my life. So what happens? It starts off with what? It starts off, what's the first two words, people? What's the first two words? Dear woman. So what happened here? Jesus is enjoying the party. His mom comes to him and says, hey, they ran out of wine. I need you to do something. We need to do something. Okay? This is the response that Jesus has. He starts off with, dear woman, which is funny. Woman. <laughs> like, he's like, like, I don't know what he was thinking. Mom. Let's not get it. What is it? What's the next phrase? That's what? Not a problem. He, Jesus came to die for the world. I love the world. For God to love the world. That's why I'm here. Okay? I'm here to pursue you but that's not my problem. <laughs> like, that's not my problem. I'm not here to do that. Where's that deaf guy again? Where's, where's that? Give me someone. No, that's not my problem. Jesus says, I don't want to help. Now, you might go, oh, no, no. That's exactly what's happening here. Jesus is like, uh, no, not me. Not, not, not our problem. Not our what? Not our problem. Jesus replied, right? And then he, what happens? He says, why? He says, my time has what? Yeah, yeah. So what's funny about this is Jesus knows if this is my first miracle, this is always going to be my first miracle. <laughs> That's why he's like, no, I don't want to come out like this. No, 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 no. We, I've, got, I've got something planned. God didn't, the creator of the universe did not send his only begotten son and the first miracle has alcohol involved. Like, what? what? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then I love this phrase. I love this phrase. But his mom told the servants. So mom doesn't even talk to Jesus again. Notice that. She's like, I need you to take care of this. Hey, you guys, whatever. And he's like, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. He's like, so he says, so he says basically, do, do whatever he tells you. Standing near and nearby were six stone jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing, which is really profound and very interesting. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told his servants, fill the jars with water. Then the jars have been filled. He said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servant followed his instructions. And when the master of ceremonies tasted the water and now was wine, not knowing where it could come from, he called the bridegroom over and says this, a host, my friend, a host always serves the best wine first. And then when everyone has a lot to drink, again, why, are this, why is this in the Bible? 
right? I mean, this is no joke, friends. I mean, we have people, good people, who struggle with alcoholism. I mean, this is legit situation here. And then he says, no, no, he, he brings out the less expensive wine, but when they've, you know, but, but, but you, but, but you've kept the best until now. And then it says this, this miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the what? First time Jesus revealed his glory. That's going to be his tag. I'm that guy, yes. Yeah. For the next month before the other miracle, yeah. Aren't you the guy? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm running out. No, I'm not doing that. No. No, no. Hey, I'm low on whiskey. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Hey, geez, I'm throwing a party, and I was wondering if you could bring the drink. No. No. No, I'm not doing that. And then what's funny, this is so funny, though, is like uh, John writes this, and I think he writes it just despite. He goes, and, the last sentence, and his disciples believed him. He was like, any dude who can do that is the son of God to me. I'm like, what, what, what? So, okay, we joke about this. What's going on here? What's going on here is that there it reveals, here it reveals a character of God that God, when he looks at the needs of humanity, when he looks at the needs of the world, um, he doesn't think anything is trivial. Like, you know how sometimes you and I get stuck in, like, not praying about something because you're like, you know, God, you're so busy, I don't even want to talk about this, right? You look at other people's needs and you're like, they have serious, legit needs. I don't, I don't need you to do this. The whole, like, what would have happened if they, they just run out of wine? I mean, not a big deal, not a big deal. Now, I, I know that in the, in, in the Eastern, in the Middle Eastern culture, um, I, I grew up in that, I, I get that. Uh, it's when you host a party or when you're, you're having people over, running out of stuff is kind of the worst thing you can ever do. It's, it's, it's bad. It's so funny because when Ash and I were first married, okay, even now we, we have this whole back and forth. It's so funny. She's in the room, by the way. Did you guys know? No, no, no. Okay, live stream. So it's getting tense in here. No, not really. So it's funny, though, is that when she throws a party, she, has, she gets just enough food. She gets just enough food because that is a successful party, okay? We, like at the end of the party, everybody walks away, and there's nothing to throw away. There's no leftovers, to me, that's like, we ran out. We ran out. Oh my gosh, we ran out. You're right? So when we're like throwing a party, she grabs one, of one thing, and I go, no, we need three more. We need three more. We need three. She's like, we don't need three more. We do. We just do. We just do. Now, in my head, I'm like, if you don't have extra, you just weren't prepared. I know. I know I should go to therapy for this, but whatever, okay? I get it. I get it. Also speaking to a most Western crowd right here, I get it. You don't get me like Jesus gets me. Actually, you know what, though? You know what, though? I've got to be honest, though. You know who does get me? Is Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike, when he throws a party, he does. When he throws any event in Mosaic, there is always extra. There's a lot of extra sometimes. I'm like, whew, you passed Jesus on this one. Like, you have a lot of extra because, because it's, just, it's, not, it's not a need, it's a want, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of complication, uh, complicated things, but it's really about relationships. It's really about people and their comfort. You see, 
I think God wants us to remind us that being a light sometimes is not us doing all these amazing things that, and profound things and being used by the Holy Spirit to do um, these miracles of maybe healing and maybe we're talking to someone and, uh, for, uh, for God or counseling someone or praying for someone and, and things change in their life. Sometimes it's just about taking someone's water and turning it into wine. Taking someone's just... Um, not even a need, a want, and fulfilling it. It's, it's just it's saying yes to, it's not even that important that if you don't have it, I'll just do it. It's just doing a little extra. I'm just going to come and support. It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And a life like that looks very different. A life like that looks at other people's needs as they're going through stuff, and you just think super practical. You go, okay, 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 I know you're going through some things uh, in your life. Uh, I'll tell you what, you call them up or you text them and you go, you know what, hey, when can I bring you food? I, you, I know you don't need food. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you're, 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 you, you can resource yourself, but when can I bring you food? Hey, I know you can pay for babysitting. Can I, can I, when can I come and babysit your kids? For some of you, that's a hard pass. Hey, listen, I get that. It's just one of the things. It's one of the things. How about this? They can buy their own coffee, but you can say, hey, hey, I'm bringing you coffee today. What's, what's your favorite order? What's your feeling right now? It's just being, just being there. It's like, hey, hey, um, just finding out, finding out for someone because they're going through some, something, you go finding out, okay, what kind of gift cards do they like? Or where, where, where do they like to shop? I, they don't need clothes, they don't need, but, but it's just, just the extra. It's the whole water into wine thing. You don't need it, need it, but man, it just makes people feel something that, man, uh, the world sometimes can suck out, uh, people out of. It's this, someone is thinking of me. See, what was, the, what, what was the, the guy saying? The guy was saying, man, you thought about the people. Like, you thought about the people. Jesus could have turned that wine into cheap wine. But no, he goes for the expensive stuff. Why? Why? Because there's something you do when people know you're just here to support them. It's a strange thing because it's not, again, like, a, like a, they have a need and you're fulfilling it. No, they have a want, a desire, a hope, a prayer, and you fulfill it. You're just there. You show up. You just show up. This past weekend, Actually, yesterday, um, Mosaic Church, we sponsored, we were one of the sponsors for the Charlotte Marathon. Now, we had this idea to do this, and it seems like it's a, kind of strange for us to sponsor uh, and help in, in the marathon, but we thought, you know what, I think we just need to do this. And so Ashley was just phenomenal in, in organizing the whole thing, talking with the race owner and their organizers. And, and if you've been on social media, you know that we got to, man, pray over it. Uh, Kristen got to pray before the start of this marathon. Oh, man, thousands and thousands of people. And we got to have a whole booth, and we were just there. We were giving out. I mean, I don't, we weren't even, we, we had like, we were like, what are we going to give out? Like, we had candy, and apparently Starburst is a thing, people. People love Starburst. They're going crazy over Starburst. I was like, really? What's wrong with these Americans? Anyways, so, so they're loving it. They're loving it. We had such great conversations, but the big idea in all those conversations are like, oh, I've never seen a church show up in an event like this. Why would you guys show up? 
And then they would ask us, hey, so who are you rooting for? Like, uh, we, were, we had mosaic shirts, and they're like, hey, so you have a team? We're like, I don't think we have a team. No? They're like, who are you here for? You! And they're like, what? What? You're here? And then, I mean, again and again, even the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the owner of the race, the, the guy who's leading this whole thing, he was talking about calling us the ministry of relationships. Like we have a ministry of relationship. And he, just was, he was just loving the fact that we were just, we were just there. Here's what we're not doing. We're not, we're not giving tracks away. Hey, turn or burn. We're not doing that. No, we got like hope for all, hope for all, bro. This is, we're just here. We're just here. And it was so great because we were strategically somehow placed right next to registration tent. So everybody was going through there. And also, we were in the middle of the registration tent and Chick-fil-A. So you know it was God involved right there. <laughs> it was. I was like, really? Out of all the places, Chick-fil-A? But they didn't have sandwiches. They had cards to give out. I was like, whatever. Okay. So, but what was so good about that is because we were just there to help, because we were just there to support the, our city, support people who, uh, who are trying to have the, uh, an effect in their, you know, their physically in their lives to accomplish certain goals. We were just there to support. It was profound because that opened up a divine moment. Because uh, one, one tragedy took place uh, during the race. One, there was a fatality, actually, um, at the race. Someone ended the race, and uh, uh, they passed away. It was very traumatic. And uh, so the, the organizers came, just came to, we were right next to them. And they just, they just said, hey, would you just pray? And we're like, yes. And so we're here in that moment going, this is exactly why we need to be, because they're trying to figure out what do we do, how is this happening, why is this happening, and then we're able to just go there and pray. And not only will we able to do this and just pray in that moment, but friends, just being there. I mean, I love the fact that, uh, that uh, there's a whole group of Mosaic people who uh, were at water stations giving out water. I mean, just, friends, w- having this idea of, like, we just want to help. We just want to help. Man, God opens up doors where you st- and I can step into. See, we're going to manifest his glory. We're going to demonstrate to the world if people see us doing it. And they're going to what? Jesus says, hey, you're, you're, like, a, you're, you're like a city. You're like a lamp. You're, and, and here's how you have to do it. You light up the world by your good deeds. And get, guess who gets the glory? I do. Yes, I do. And then you manifest you manifest the light of God. So what would it look like for us to do that? What would it look like for you to do that this morning? What would it look like for you to go, man, how can I live my life at work where people just know I'm here to help? And I know it's tough because sometimes your workspace is so, um, uh, I don't know, it, it's, 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 it's uh, territorial. It gets weird with people and you don't know what to do here. But what if you were able to? To just give off that vibe that I'm just here to help. I'm just here to help. What would it look like for you to pray a prayer to God? Whose water can I turn into wine this week? Whose water can I turn into wine? Who, whose water? Who, where can I show up and meet a want and a desire, not even a need? A want and a desire. And I know it pulls me out of like my zone because I've got all kinds of things i got to do in my life. But I'm like, okay, okay. as I was preparing for this, I was like, this is a lot of work. 
Like, not just looking for people's needs, but just praying about meeting people's wants. That's just a, that's all work. And then God continually challenges us, right? He goes, hey, this is, this is what, what I'm calling you to do. So what would it look like for us to do that? And friends, I think it's just so important. It's so important that we do this. And that's why I joke about the fact that we've been doing this series for, um, for several years. And, and I'm not a guy that consistently does, like I'm not a, I don't like continually do the same thing. I, I like change. Um, but man, this is a big deal to me. It's a big deal to me because if you've stuck around, the idea of us being light in this world um, is so important because if you've stuck around, you have heard me talk about Van Gogh. And if you haven't heard me talk about Van Gogh, um, I, do, I do a whole talk on it. It's online as well. If you go to our website, you'll see the whole talk. But the big idea there is Van Gogh was an artist, and he was a pastor at a time uh, as well. And he had his own congregation. And uh, he began to serve the people around him, and because of a lot of complications, and partly because he turned his church into basically an outreach center, they, he got fired. And then he kind of started walking away from the faith as well and pursued his art. And he, uh, he paints this painting, which is called A Starry Night. How many of you have seen that painting? Now, if you ever uh, have seen it up close and per, uh, personal, if you haven't done that, you should do that when you go home. You'll see that in the middle of the painting, there's a church. Every house and every, the whole painting um, is filled with light. It's called Starry Night. It's like, it's, 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 it's filled with light. But the only building that's in the center of the painting that doesn't have any light is the church. Van Gogh painted that painting, some say, as an indictment against the church. Basically saying, there's light everywhere else, but there's no light in the church. The church is not the light. Everybody else is. And so that's why Van Gogh is connected to our mission. That's why we, are, we keep doing this, this glow series every year, because I believe that we have to be light, that we have to go after the Van Goghs, that we have to prove Van Gogh wrong, that there is light in the church, that we are the light of the church, but we have to manifest it, right? Not just believe. No, no. People have to see us doing it, see us doing it. So I will talk about this later on as well. But practically, every year when we do GLOW, we, we raise money for next year's outreach projects. And so this year, we're going to do the same thing. Every year we do this, uh, this, this uh, offering, and we call it a Christmas offering. Uh, this year we're calling it Rebuild Offering. And the Rebuild Offering, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about how we are in a place, like every church, we're rebuilding, and we have to rebuild our finances, we have to rebuild our staff, we have to rebuild a lot of things because COVID these two years has taken a toll on us. And so we, we, are, we want to end in the black financially, but, but right now it's not looking like it's going to happen. We want to uh, hire more staff because we've lost some staff positions. We want to... Uh, fund the next year's all the outreach programs, which means there are organizations locally and globally counting on our funds to give them because monthly we support our sister church in Italy. 
That's just one of the organizations. And we helped them, and we were able to give them even more money during COVID because Italy at one point was the epicenter of, a break, uh, of COVID break, breakout. And so we've been able to do this. And so this year, the Rebuild campaign um, is, is up. We're doing it. And we want to, I want to ask you to, if you were to ask yourself, hey, how can I help with this? What can you give? We want to raise $70,000 for three things. Like I said, we want to staff, additional staff, youth and kids person. We desperately need that. We want to fund the outreach missions projects and outreach projects that we have. And, and man, man we, we've, we've, got to, we've, uh, we've, we've got to rebuild. We've got to rebuild. And uh, so I want you to start praying about this. This is just week one. But you have the rest of the year, I mean, there's, yeah, this year, to go, okay, God, how can I help? But I want to tell you a cool story, and then I want to pray for us. Um, so I talked about this rebuilding, and uh, Pastor Mike, who's the administrator of our church too, came up to me. He's like, hey, you know, people do recurring gifts, and uh, we, we encourage recurring gifts. That's why we don't pass the plate. People just give online, and so it's just great. It's consistent. And he said, you know, I think someone made a mistake. Uh, there's this couple that I think that they messed up a little way, but they've been giving $100 a day. And I just caught it, and I think it's been like 15 days. So this is coming out of their bank account. And then he had a moment where he was like, should I tell them? I'm like, yeah, you should tell them. <laughs> of course you should tell them. You know, no, he didn't say that. I, but it was like, oh. And because he was like, I think it's a mistake. I'm like, maybe it's not. But $100 a day? I was like, this has got to be a mistake. And so he called up, uh, the couple up and he said, hey, you guys made a mistake. I think you were supposed to do once a month or once every whatever, but no, I don't think it's every day. And to our surprise, they said, no, it's intentional. Because Naeem talked about rebuilding and challenged us that what we, could we build uh, in 52 days? Because I talked about the wall of Nehemiah was built in 52 days. What could we build in 52 days? And at that point, they're like, we're going to give $100 for 52 days to rebuild. Like, they started the rebuild campaign before we even... The, I was like, okay, so we're going to do it, rebuild. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, friends, I mean, uh, I don't have that kind of money, you know, uh, but I know I have some. I know I have some. So what could we do? What could we do? How can you help? Whose water can you turn into wine this week? Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you so much for this morning. We ask you, God, that... Um, all of the blessings that you've given us, even, God, uh, moments uh, like we've had uh, today uh, as we've uh, tuned in to, from live stream and just allowed ourselves to be caught up in the worship, allowed us to be caught up in the moments where, God, you're meeting us. God, uh, we're grateful for those. We're grateful for moments like this right now, even, Father, where we, uh, we've experienced your love and your grace and your presence. God, you, we felt you holding us. And as we move towards uh, the end of this time together, God, we move towards a response time. And God, for some of us, we're going we're gonna to get up and receive communion. But how's it going to be different? God, I pray that our prayer as we receive communion would be, Father, I know you've done this for us. Jesus, I know you've done this for us. How can I help? How can I help? God, it's so interesting how even communion the whole idea of turning wine into your blood. It's just a progression of what happens where water turns into wine and wine turns into your blood. 
truly, God, our natural things, our natural good deeds turn into supernatural activity, opportunity. God, as we respond, some of us will go to the cross. Some of us will go light a candle. And I pray the prayer is, how can I help? Father, whatever it is, would you move us to respond this morning? In live stream and here, let's respond together. Let's respond together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.